Erev Tov, today we study the fifth chapter of the Rambam's Hilchot Shabbat. In this chapter, the Rambam talks about things that we do before Shabbat to prepare for Shabbat. And one of those things is lighting candles for Shabbat. Hadlakat Ner B'Shabbat. Now this is not just a custom, this is not just something that may be useful or functional for the Jewish home. This is an outright obligation. Okay, and this is the first thing the Rambam tells us in Halacha Aleph. And because it's an obligation, in this case a rabbinic obligation, we still, we make a bracha on it. Okay, the bracha is asher kiddishanu v'tavitzvanu v'hadik ner shel Shabbat. Now, who does this obligation fall upon? Who does it devolve upon? Is it just a woman's obligation or also a man's obligation? If you look in Halacha Aleph, the Rambam says something which, from a practical standpoint, might sound somewhat odd for us. He says, v'echad anashim, v'echad nashim, chayavin liot bevatehem ner daluk b'shabbat. This is an obligation that is equally shared by men and by women. Notice also his language, ner daluk b'shabbat. The obligation is not to actively light the candle. The obligation is to have a candle that is lit in the home. This is not an obligation on any one particular individual. It's about creating a certain result, a certain consequence, and a certain setting and atmosphere in the house on Lel Shabbat. Based on this first halacha, we would assume a man or a woman can light Shabbat candles in the home. Maybe they should switch off. Maybe they should have a rotation. Maybe they should take turns. Practically, we know this is not really the case. The woman, the Balat Abayit, is the one who lights candles generally on, on Friday night. Now let's turn to the two halachot later. Halacha Gimel, the Rambam tells us, tells us a little bit more. He says, V'nashim mitzuvot yater min anashim. Women are more obligated. Men are obligated, but women are more obligated. Now, what is the reason women are more obligated than men are uh, with regards to these three mitz- to this uh, to this mitzvah of lighting candles? Um, what does the Rambam say? It gives a very practical explanation. He says the fishahin mitzuyot bevatim, because women are found in the house. They're they're more common. They're going to be in the house more likely that they are in the house. They're more involved, more engaged with the. Uh, with the chores in the house, with upkeeping the house, with maintaining the uh, the household. And because of this, women should be the ones who light the candles even more so than men. Now, what you might have thought that the Rama was going to quote was a very well-known Mishnah from Asacha Shabbat in Perak Bet, Mishnah Vav, where the Mishnah says, Al shalosh averot nashim bishat ledatan. There are three different mitzvot which might cause a woman to be killed during childbirth. And again, this is a very severe statement, okay? Uh, we don't fully understand what this means, but this might cause uh, a woman to, to experience uh, some danger or illness or, or, or death, chas v'shalom. And these three mitzvot are as follows. Al she'inan zehirot benida, if they are not scrupulous about keeping the laws of tarat mishpacha. If they're not scrupulous about challah, about taking a piece of bread and giving it to the Kohen, today we burn the challah, but uh, and the third is uvahadla kataner, and in uh, lighting candles on erev Shabbat. Now the Rambam does not mention this Mishnah. The Rambam gives a much more sort of functional, uh, if you will, rational, practical explanation. Women are in the home, so it makes sense for them to to light the uh, light the candles more so than men. Now while we're studying this topic, it's worth noting a. An alternative reading of this idea in Masachet Shabbat. This is a Gemara found in Masachet Brachot, Davlamid Aleph Amud Bet. It's an idea quoted in the name of Rabbi Yossi, 
Bar Chanina. And uh, we have this story, this Agarata about Chana. Chana is the, uh, the wife of Elkanah, the mother of, of Shmuel. And if you recall, she is barren, she is unable to have children, and she goes to the Mishkan and Shiloh to pray. And uh, according to the Midrash here, she, the, she says to Hashem, she says as follows, Listen, I have performed three mitzvot. I have fulfilled Tarat Mishpacha Nida, Chala, and Hadakataner. So why, why am I being afflicted with not being able to have children? So we see here the inverse of this Mishnah and Masachat Shabbat, that here the performance of these three mitzvot are not the basis for punishment, but these are the basis, in fact, for reward. And Chana is saying, why am I not receiving the reward that I deserve based on my observance of these halachot? So it's sort of an inverse alternative reading of these, uh, of these three mitzvot. But nonetheless, these are very closely identified to uh, women's obligations in the, uh, in the home. Now I want to conclude with a, uh, with a beautiful piece, which is quoted by Rav Soloveitchik. This is quoted in a eulogy that he gave in the name of a great Talmud Chacham by the name of Rav Chaim Heller. And Rav Soloveitchik speaks about the, uh, excuse me, this is a eulogy uh, in, the, in the name of the, uh, the Talner uh, Rebetzin, if I'm not mistaken. And Rav Soloveitchik quotes very beautiful words about the role of, uh, of his mother in his own life. And by extension, what he believes is the role of the uh, of the mother in the in the Jewish home. You know, sometimes um, sometimes we we diminish the role that a woman plays in the Jewish home, and uh, and we see it as being secondary. But I really don't believe that Jewish tradition sees it be, as being secondary. I think it's of utmost importance. Uh, men and women are assumed to have different roles in halacha and Jewish thought, different but but no doubt equal and and of great great value. And Rav Salavechik quotes from a pasuk, Shema b'ni Musar Avicha ve'altitosh Torat Imecha. There is Musar Avicha, there is the instruction of one's father, and there's also the Torat Imecha, the teaching of the mother. What is the difference between these two things? And Rav Salavechik explains as follows. One must, one learns much from father, how to read a text, the Bible, their Talmud, how to comprehend, how to analyze, how to conceptualize, how to classify, how to infer, how to apply. The role of the father is as a teacher of Torah. It's a very intellectual, text-based exercise. One also learns from father what to do and what not to do, what is morally right and what is morally wrong. Father teaches the son the, the discipline of thought as well as the discipline of action. Father's tradition is an intellectual, moral one. That is why he's identified with Musar, which is a biblical term for discipline. But what is Torah Imecha? What kind of Torah does the mother pass on? I admit that I am not able to define precisely the Masoretic role of the Jewish mother. Only by circumscription, I hope I, to be able to explain it. Permit me to draw upon my own experiences. I used to have long conversations with my mother. In fact, it was a monologue rather than a dialogue. She talked and, as, and I, quote, happened to overhear. What did she talk about? I must use a halachic term in order to answer this question. She talked to me, Yani Dioma. The occurrences of the day. I used to watch her arranging the house in honor of a holiday. I used to see her write, recite prayers. I used to watch her recite the Sidra every Friday night, and I still remember the nostalgic tune. I learned from her very much. Most of all, I learned that Judaism expresses itself not only in formal compliance with the law, but also in a living experience. She taught me that there is a flavor, a scent, and warmth to mitzvot. 
I learned from her the most important thing in life, to feel the presence of the Almighty and the gentle pressure of His hands resting upon my frail shoulders. Without her teachings, which quite often were transmitted to me in silence, I would have grown up a soulless being, dry and insensitive. The laws of Shabbat, for instance, were passed on to me by my father. They are a part of Musar Avicha. The Shabbat as a living entity, as a queen, was revealed to me by my mother. It is a part of Torah Mecha. The fathers knew much about the Shabbat. The mothers lived the Shabbat, experienced her presence, and perceived her beauty and splendor. And I think this piece speaks to the incredibly important role that a Jewish mother has in the home. Today, things are a little bit more complicated. I think there's more, uh, more shared responsibilities in the home. Men are doing a little bit more of what women may have done in the past. Some women are doing more of what men may have done in the past. But even then, they tend to fall into sort of somewhat standard standard roles. And I do believe that Rav Soloveitchik really captures the, the equal importance of both of these misarot, these two Masoretic traditions, the Musar Avicha and the Tarati Mecha, which are closely associated, uh, at least for the women, with Hadlakat Neirot. Wishing you a wonderful day. Kaltuf.